Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Gabe. And we're the, the ghouls next door. Yeah. Spooky stuff. You know. Yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah. Kat and I are both sick. Super sick. Because so. this is what this time of year brings. We're going to talk real sick and sexy to you today. Yeah. This is our sultry, sick voice. Hey, listener, why don't you tune in to the goose next door? We're going to take you on a long night ride. Yes. To to make your dreams come true. Yes. (laughs) That's good. I like that you're just like a hype man, but for your sultry radio voice. Yeah, that's what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about dreams, though. Yeah, we're talking about dreams today. Dreams and nightmares. Yeah. Because they're both. Mm hmm. You can't have good without bad. Yeah. You can't have happy without sad. You know what? That's probably a song. Dream is another man's nightmare. Yep. I'm sure. These are all great anecdotes. (laughs) Yeah. We have uh, actually covered nightmares before. Yeah. And in that, we talked about sleep paralysis, about insomnia. Uh-huh. We covered Nightmare on Elm Street and the and documentary. Yeah, and the documentary about sleep paralysis, which was really fun. We also talked about your narcolepsy. Yeah, I feel like I talked about it a bit in there. I don't know if I like fully went in. Yeah, but, yeah, it was yeah. a little lesson. Um, that was like, uh, oh, that was episode three. Yeah, that was <laughs> early. That's when I didn't even fully know that what my narcolepsy was. So yeah, we were it figuring it out together. <laughs> Yeah, we were on an adventure in that episode, and so this whole month we are kind of diving into um, episodes that we've done previously, but like a little differently. Like we're Mm -hmm. we're covering a different aspect of that topic. So last week we were talking about demonology, and we had already talked about exorcisms. So there was this whole idea of like, what comes before that? What are the people who are involved in that? What is that? Um, So we talked about demonology, and before that we talked about children, and if you're a hardcore listener, you've heard us talk about children before. In the before time, where it was real, real bad. Yeah. And it was also, like, it was more about, like, murderous children and not so much the roles that children play in horror. Truth. So in our live episode this month, you could hear us talking about that. Uh, but today we're talking about dreams. So um, we're not going to be touching on sleep paralysis and all of that, but we're going to talk about what dreams are and what reality is and... How there's a fine, spooky line between the two. Yeah, like what do we even know what we're doing? What is real? What is real? I don't know. (laughs) Neither do you. You think you do, but you don't. I'm going to tell you about it. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, so sit tight, listener, and get ready for a wild ride into dreamland. Yeah. So, I want to start with everything that I read Mm -hmm. just really furthered my very real fear that we are currently in the Matrix. And I know what you're thinking. Before, maybe you're like, nah, we're not in the Matrix. Robots don't have us in giant tubes. That's not happening. But also, you can't prove it's not happening. Because everything is questionable now. Yeah. After the things that I've read. Yes. And the things we've watched. 
Yeah, it just feels like the brain is a very complex thing. And in doing a lot of the research, it's like a lot of people have like kind of an idea, but no one really knows. Mm -hmm. Like no one agrees with each other. It's real vague. Like even when looking at like the dreams, it was just like, this means this, maybe. (laughs) And it's just like trying to figure out what's real and what's not. Well, we're very complex. Yeah, as humans, we're very complex. And I think the reason it's so hard to figure out what's real and what's not is... It's really hard to tell, like, in life, in your brain, yeah. what's real and what's not. Yeah. So, the world we know could just be nothing more than a carefully laid out stream of hallucinations. I guess. Yeah. So, in fact, there's an Indian neuroscientist, V.S. Ramachandran. Oh, did I Ramachandran. say Ramachandran. Ramachandran. Yeah. Yes. Who I am somewhat fangirling over because they have just, like, real cool ideas. Yeah. And, like, they just are really creative thinkers. Like, I was reading a lot of the way he discovered his studies and stuff that he was doing. And it was just, like, all of it was, like, you know, no one's ever thought like this before. So why not? Let's (laughs) try it. And it was, like, so basically he made a lot of really great advances in, like, understanding the brain but then also understanding, like, our perceptions of reality and, like, the world around us. Mm-hmm. So I just thought he had a lot of really interesting things to say. Um, but specifically, he's done a lot of amazing work of revolving around, like, people suffering from phantom limbs. And, like, how to, like, kind of heal from that by retraining the brain to realize that, you know what I mean? Like, when you lose something, your brain still has connection to it. Yeah, it still thinks it's there. Yeah, so essentially he did this big experiment where he tested... To see if when he touched different parts of the face and had, like, light-ups in the brain, essentially. But, like, there were, like, a way to map out what parts of the brain light up. Because we have that technology now. Um, and essentially, he put that on the person's head. And when he touched his face, the person reacted and was like, I can feel that in my pinky. But yeah. it was a phantom pinky. So, phantom pinky. <sighs> and he's like, he touched his nose or whatever. And it was like, it's, he feel it in his thumb. Mm-hmm. And it was like showing that your brain just replaces the location. And that's like, it doesn't fully comprehend that it's gone until you really like therapy that into existence. So, he did, he developed like these mirror therapies to like retrain the brain to have like the correct version of reality. Yeah. And it, like, helped a lot of people. And then also, he's just really instrumental in figuring out that the brain is plastic. hmm So, all that trauma 101 stuff that, like, kind of is the reason that I feel okay with my life. <laughs> he was part of, like, the work for that. So, yeah. I decided, yes. even though this phrase is taken completely out of context, that this guy knows what he is talking about. <laughs> so, he said... We are constantly hallucinating, and what we perceive to be true are simply hallucinations that best fit the current central information. Okay. So, like, whatever we want to be true Uh is what's true. That's why there's some people who don't take the blue pill or the red pill. I don't know which one it was, but there's someone who stays in the matrix, and there's someone who's like, I'm fine with the other reality. Mm -hmm. A lot of us in the world would rather just chill and stay in the matrix yes i'm probably one of them <laughs> although real root of the matrix make my body work this crappy because mm-hmm. if i was like i might as well just be out then you yeah. know maybe it works better there who knows No, it's probably much worse 
Stop. That's rude to Only... like train some sort of like natural like exception. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they gotta sad. make it real. No. My brain wouldn't know. Maybe my program's just broken. Maybe your brain would know. It's doing a glitch. What, and everyone else who has like bodies that are different are also broken? I don't know, man. Now you're making it complicated. Like <laughs> yep. this entire thing. Yep. But yeah, so essentially this was basically like there's a it's very hard to tell what's real and what's not real. And that's kind of what's scary about like those really vivid dreams that like people can have or, or like that vague state. Like when we we're talking about sleep paralysis, when you see things. Mm-hmm. So it's like those hallucinations, hallucinations, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I said a longer version before. Hallucinations. Uh, <laughs> yep. So yeah, hallucin- hallucinations. hallucinations. I did it. Um, so basically there's no way to really tell what's real and what's not real. And it's really just like kind of what the brain feels like it. So I don't think anyone can tell me we're not in the matrix right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I, I no longer believe that to be an impossible thing. So yeah, I'm not trying to spiral uncontrollably into conspiracy theory, but as a human with a neurological sleep illness, I'm always actively questioning that line already. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing. So it's like where you wake up and, or you thought you woke up and like took a shower and got ready for work. And then you wake up and you're still in your bed. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. when you have a really scary dream and it just feels so real, like something's chasing you so intensely and you wake up like as if you had just been running. Yeah. It's like really hard to tell. And there's so many different theories that exist around the brain and what we do when we sleep and that no one really has like the real answer. So it's like there's people who believe that you go to sleep and then there's another reality that you wake up into and we just don't have recollection. of. That's why they describe people as having other lives. Mm-hmm. There's the one where you what you're sleeping does basically is a feeling of like what your true desires are you know what i mean like it's, it everyone has a different theory yeah none of them are the same no one knows and that's scary <laughs> because then we could just be in the matrix the whole time but yeah according to neurophysiological oh my god did i just say that right yeah apparently from a neurophysiological physiological point of view there is no way to differentiate with absolute certainty between being awake and dreaming so your brain lights up the same way when it's dreaming in REM sleep as it does when you're just walking down the street regular because your brain doesn't know your brain doesn't know so how do we really know is where i'm at i think therefore i am yeah they say that but (laughs) that's all i got i can't say that you are but i can say i am but it's like, so science is telling us that, like, there's really no way to really differentiate uh, what's happening in our brain. So the, the neuronal processes are the same. So, like, stay with me here. But the fact that science has no real consensus on why we dream or the real happenings when we sleep and that the brain so heavily influences how we perceive our reality. So, like, you know, if there's a whole fear... You know, that like in the video games, you know, if you die in the video game, you die in real, you life. Die in real life if you're in those virtual reality things. Yes. Or like, you know, so it's like the brain is very instrumental. Like there's people who have died literally just from like not having the will to yeah. like want to be here anymore. Like their heart and their brain did that. Like yeah. they thought that way and then that happened. Yes. So the brain is a powerful thing. Yes. 
who is going to stand there <laughs> and tell me that it is impossible with undeniable evidence that we're not all like tubes fueling the unseen robot army. <laughs> um. And that's just where I'm at. And I think that's why it's scary because it's like, one, you kind of question your sanity when you're like thinking about dreams. So you're like, what is real and what's not? That like really fragile line between the false and the real is something like I had to deal with a lot when I like didn't know I had narcolepsy and I thought I literally was just losing my mind because my memories would live in my dream states and would not come to me in yeah. waking memory. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have connections to things and I would do things and just not remember doing them. So it's like that reality that like, what is reality? Mm-hmm. What is what is real? And what is just something I've imagined or who was in control during that time if it wasn't me? And mm-hmm. then all this other like shady, stressful stuff. Yeah. That I just feel like make dreams really scary. And that's that's how I personally feel about it. Okay. And I think that's like how we kind of see it un like unpack in media where it's usually, you know, the fear is not knowing. Yeah. The fear is there's so many possibilities and there's no way for us to fully understand them. Like in the matrix, the whole thing is that so many people just don't know they're being used. Yeah. So many people don't know that what they see isn't real and they just put so much meaning into it and it means nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like that's terrifying. Like the fragility that comes with like experiencing something that might not be real and just being like, wait, then what is real? And the complete breakdown mm-hmm. of, like, your entire reality and who you are as yeah. a person. And, we, I mean, we see that in a lot of the movies where, you know, something supernatural is happening mm-hmm. or something that is not fathomable with the current state of science or reality that we know, that it just makes us question everything else that's ever happened. And I think that's something as humans, like, is very terrifying to us. So, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Like, I might talk more. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to kind of jump into what dreams mean, because I think that's interesting, because, like, we a lot of people have the same recurring dreams, and I think that's really interesting, because when we talked about the sleep paralysis episode, what I thought was really cool was that there, in that documentary and then with talking with other people who have had sleep paralysis, we have all kind of sim like had similar experiences uh-huh. so just like that same creature and that to me is like super eerie yeah and it's just that's like very what scary. is that we're all the same person why wouldn't it be different what if that was when we wake up for a second and the, and aliens. the robots or aliens are like leaning down over us and it's that guy yeah just for that moment just so you know i'm just furthering my theory here yeah <laughs> throwing it out there yeah i mean it could be like that that film we watched um what was it from Fourth the time no the hulu into the dark where it was a <laughs> woman who crossed the border yeah yeah and she ended yeah, up yeah. as a in a vr thing but i always thought it was interesting because people always have like those very like usual dreams that everyone has and there's always talk like when someone's like, oh my gosh, I've had this like recurring nightmare or this recurring dream. Does anyone know what this means? Right. And it's like odds are if you're having like a recurring dream or a nightmare, it's probably like you're under a lot of stress and for yeah. some reason or another, like that yeah. your brain isn't able to rest and that it's fixating on those things. And sometimes the truth comes through there, but sometimes it's just random, meaningless stuff. It just means your brain is like shutting down that way yeah <laughs> like it just taking a nap uh but <laughs> i um we decided to, to 
to dig into what some people might say dreams mean. And the, the one thing to take from this is that we have no idea. There is no way to, there is no exact answer because we're all different people. They're all different factors and features to our dreams and to our realities that yeah. just can't like there's no like one set of rules that you just drape onto someone it's all like this could be this yeah or it could be something else completely different it's like when you have like horoscopes and you're like yeah you might find love or mm-hmm. you might hate someone yeah it's just like we gotta we gotta meet everybody yeah you yeah can't, right? you can't just make one sugar cook cookie cutter i don't yeah. know we must, sure. a cookie cutter thing on for a person <laughs> yes. you gotta make it different yeah for everybody exactly yeah we're all different chocolate chip cookies because our chocolate chips are in different places yeah yeah um unique <laughs> yes yeah I, um it is all different right so um even when we were trying to look into this there was just Every website or <laughs> person who was trying to explain what dreams are had their own interpretation yeah. because, again, it is that, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's so bizarre. Like, even I try to look up, like, the, the, the dark zodiac at some point when we're talking about zodiacs, and it was, like, every website had a different explanation of what the dark zodiac was. And I was like, all right, well, now I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> now, now I quit. Uh, but I think, it's, I think it's still fun to kind of talk talk about because it is fascinating and and sometimes like even with zodiacs right like when you're reading your horoscope and you're like huh yeah oh my gosh uh, that that's so me oh <laughs> me. my god i'm you so that i'm such a scorpio which is very true and kat is very much a gemini except i'm very antisocial yeah unless i know you then we're best friends but like best friends. yeah that's the other half of you the second side um i'm just loud all the time so uh (laughs) just remember that no one agrees on these things and every different every website had different things to say about it that's our way of saying please don't fact check us because there are no facts there's no facts we tried just we're willy-nilly in in here and um we settled on the website verywellmind.com yeah and they talk about understanding your dreams Yes, they do. Uh, so one of the most common nightmares and dreams uh, that people experience is being chased. Yeah, I've and had those. Yeah. I've, you know what? I've, it's so interesting. I've had a, a reoccurring dream that happens to me where I'm being chased, and it's always on the old, my street from growing up. And I've moved around a lot. Yeah. But it was like the street where I grew up when I was in um, high school. But mm-hmm. I'm like running down the street and I and as soon as I get past like my block and I'm about to head on to the other block, it was very vast because it was suburban. Uh-huh. So it's just lots of like trees and people, like the houses, right? After I get past that first block and I would like kind of get past like the more familiar homes, it would just start morphing into like other places I've been. Uh-huh. And it's just like continuous running forever. Um and it was always like a, a person that th- there was always someone behind me and I don't know who it is. Yeah. No, that's really real. I, I wish that we could just do a whole episode just talking about our dreams because I've said some real horrific ones that oh, were yeah. just, like, really stressful. <laughs> Specifically with being chased when I was younger, it was a reoccurring dream that there was a T-Rex yeah. chasing my school bus. Oh. So, I mean, most of the time I'd be in the school bus, but sometimes I'd be in the school yeah. and the T-Rex would just be... <laughs> trying to get in. Trying to get me. It's it like, was weird. It was it? all the time. Jurassic was, Park... One. I was very scared of the T Rex in Jurassic Park and its eyes and windows yeah, and stuff like window. that. It was so scary to me. Two. 
One of the ones where they bring him back or something. Yeah. I just know I had that dream like every week. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, but if you do have a dream of being chased, right? Uh, so it can vary. So there, it's sometimes it's someone who's totally random, like with mine, where it's just like, I don't know who that person is. Sometimes it's a specific person or it's not a person. Like it could be a monster or a black figure, right? That you're just like, uh, this is a shadow yeah. <laughs> and it's coming after. Or I don't, I haven't even looked behind me. I don't know what's yeah, behind me. I there. just know I need to run. <laughs> I just have, Something. and I can't, and I'm stuck in that kind of like mud. Yeah. I always have dreams where I need to hit somebody. And then for some <laughs> reason now I can't. Because, like, it's really slow to get my, like, fist to go where it needs to go. And I'm like, this is the one. And I get so mad because all I want to do is just really, really punch this person. And I can't. So that's the Scorpio in me. Uh, (laughs) So fun, fun, not fact is that kids do usually dream more about animals and fantastic creatures. So, like, they're more susceptible to uh, whatever they were watching on TV being the thing that's chasing them. Yeah. So it's like the Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. It was always them. <laughs> or for me, having um, Chucky from Child's Play chasing me. like You know, kid stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and apparently the meaning of the dream changes depending on who it is that is pursuing you. Uh, so if it's like a random mysterious person, then it's probably just like past experience or trauma that you're running from, uh-huh. which is interesting, um, specifically when we talk about uh, the one of the films that we watched because yeah. this is definitely that where it's like he is both being pursued and pursuing and it's yeah. all with this like it's reoccurring because he really is just trying to work through some of his own personal issues um, if it's an animal then it can show uh, fear of your own flaws anger and passion so just like it's pretty much like your own emotions that you're like what am I like I'm feeling too much yeah I'm too much in my own head. Um, too and now much it's in my a, feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too much in your feelings, and then there's a tiger behind you now. So I guess <laughs> yeah. you're a tiger. Get it together. Um, and it can also mean, in what every single one of these dreams, I would say, just like as a blanket statement, can mean that you're just under a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, and that you're in some way being inhibited or pressured, right? Like you're, yeah. you feel like you're restrained in your daily life, or you're feeling like um, you're being pushed too far, in yeah. your daily life. And that's also a, a direct influence on wh- whether or not you have sleep paralysis, too. Like, I suffered sleep paralysis just because I was super stressed yeah. in my life. Um, losing teeth is another one. I remember having a dream where I lost teeth, and the big deal about it was that it was in middle school when I had to play the trumpet. Ooh. And so I was like, I can't play my trumpet because, like, now my mouth doesn't feel fit right <laughs> like I can't yeah. push against my mouthpiece properly and that's what I was stressed out about I was like I have a trumpet performance yeah and I so you're worried yeah, yeah yeah and that was it but like in the dream I had a trumpet performance I don't know if I did in real life but if you um lose your teeth it usually has to do with a fear of your appearance how you're presented um outwardly um, whether that's vocally or physically, right? And that's kind of like, yeah, I guess I was like, oh my God, how am I going to be presented as a trumpet player? Trumpet's hard. Am I good at this? No. What if one of my family started. members comes and they're like, oh, they yeah. can't do that no more. It's terrible. What if one of my family comes is honestly a really good question because it was always like, will they? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, what if I'm not good enough to even get them there? That's, yeah. like, that's, that's what the kids think. Well, yeah, what if I get, convince them to come there and then I'm bad at it? And now yeah. it's now they're like, this is why we don't come. 
Yeah. So that would suck. Um, so it really ties, um, the losing teeth really ties into how you feel you're communicating or portraying yourself to the world, right? So like, am I coming across the way that I want to? Um, dreams about falling are also very common. Um, and it's, you know, ties to the idea that Kat was saying, like, if you die in the game, you die in real life, right? Yeah. And there's always that thing, like, if you hit the ground when you fall, does your brain think that you hit the ground? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever hit the ground in a dream. Me neither. And well, I'm I've never here. had the teeth falling out thing. You're just so confident. I know. You just though, love your so face that's what's and real your body weird and everything about, about you. Um, we all know that you just exude confidence in everything you do. Oh, yeah, me. <laughs> uh, you can be an America's Next Top Model. Yes. Um, if 100%. you have a dream about falling, uh, it usually represents feeling out of control and a feeling of fear relating to regular life. Like you're just okay. losing your stuff. Like, obviously, you're falling into nothingness yeah. or to the ground. Um, I just wanted to pop in some really fun uh, Freud stuff because he had his interpretation of dreams. Yeah, Freud so, has interpretations of things. He has them. And sure dreams does. was like his favorite thing because um, he used it as an excuse to be like, see, everyone's like me because I said it. Uh, <laughs> one thing I thought was really interesting in the study of his dreams uh, was um, his interpretation of houses in dreams. Like everything is a person or a sexual, sexual organ a lot of the time. But cool. specifically with houses, if there's like sleek, like flat surfaces then that was, like, a man. That's what it meant. It meant a man in your life. Uh, whereas there was, <laughs> oh. like, if there was projections or protrusions of, like, balconies and, like, elaborate things, then that was a woman. It's and it's usually things that you cling to or it's protruding and it's, like, it's fanciful. But what <laughs> I found was really <laughs> super cool. Why? So uh, most of the things he says are sex symbols, right? Uh, and a lot of the times he's like, that's a penis. <laughs> Most What's like the penis? All, always. Oh yes, the penis. Uh, <laughs> which is as anytime there's a stick or a long thing, a pole, uh, uh, the Washington Monument, whatever it is, then that's probably the penis. Yeah, because it can penetrate and cause injury. Then it can be a penis. Um, so like, if there's like a, a weapon of some sort, like a sword or a you lance. Know, you know what I gotta say to Freud? Yeah. The only reason anyone had penis envy is because dudes were such dicks. Like, if you just gave us rights, we wouldn't want you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't need a dick to, like, succeed. Yeah. No but one has penis envy. Like, the only reason you think that is because you just actively, as men, put women down for so long that, like, yeah. We want equal rights, but that somehow means... Means penis. penis. It doesn't. Yeah. It just means we just want to be treated like people, man. What? Get out of here, people. So. Women. Uh, another fun thing is that if there's an object that has something coming out of it, like a water fountain uh -huh. or like a water gun or is like that, spouting. Is that what I think it is? It's a penis ejaculating. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but uh, conversely, if we're talking about ladies, what are used to symbolize that are enclosed spaces that are capable of being filled with something. Cool. Just gonna let that linger for a second. So, like pits or caves or bottles, um, ships. Oh, I see. The mouth. I see. Churches. Uh, uh, Where? <laughs> yeah. So it's just like That's we can be purpose. filled. That's all we are. That's all it is. We don't hurt. We just take in, and we can be clung to, 
That's what Freud said. He also said yeah. every man wants to have sex with his mom. Um, and that we have penis envy, apparently. So that's his thing. Um, also, women's <laughs> breasts are represented by apples, peaches, and fruits in general. Cool. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's dream interpretation for you. So if you're having some dreams about, uh, like, a sword stabbing a pit, then uh, you mm. need to get on Tinder or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, do it. Get yeah. out there. <laughs> So we watch things. As we do. So we watched a film from 2006, which is an animated film. And I had heard about it previously. Really? Like in passing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I was, but I never knew what it was. And I always looked a little too trippy for me. And I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for this. And then, Are you ready for this? <laughs> um, she didn't I know. wasn't. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, and so I, when we were researching for this, I was like, Dream horror movies. And, of course, you get, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and the yeah. classic ones. And then I saw something that said, I saw a few that were, like, nightmare detectives. And I was like, okay, hold on. What is this? I want it. That's my new job. <laughs> I'm going to be a nightmare detective. So we watched Paprika from 2006, and it's directed by Satoshi Khan. Satoshi Khan. Uh, it's made by the... Oh, man, I'm totally blaming on the company that made it, but I'll remember in a moment. Uh, But uh, here's what it's about. When a machine that allows therapists to enter their patient's dreams is stolen, all hell breaks loose. Only a young female therapist, Paprika, can stop it. Yeah, and I remember us watching it and being like, is this a horror movie? And then actively catching yourself and be like, yeah, this is messed up. Yeah, yeah, like being like kind of really spooked. It's it's not horror in the traditional sense, right? But it is like there's a lot of body horror. Yeah, there's some lots of creepy things in there. The fact that it's really disrupting your your point of like just your understanding. Yeah, um, and it's Madhouse. So uh, who've done a lot of really amazing things previously. So I when I saw their name up there, I was like, yeah. Oh, this is going to be good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they've done um, Monster, and uh, I think it was Blue something, Perfect Blue. Uh, and uh, the the newest one that I just finished watching, Death Parade. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was pretty interesting. So it's an animated film that's really trippy. It has some scenes that are very, like, um, inception uh-huh. Ish, where it's just like we're going into a dream, into a dream, into a dream. Yep. Like it was like one person's dream, and then they ended up in another person's dream, and then they end up to the root of the dream, and then they have to come back out. And it's like if you die in the dream, you die in real life. Yeah, and it was it was really stressful in that like similar to like how Inception I guess sort of did where it's like if you start to go like if you trigger insanity. Yeah. Within that space. The person starts to, you know, the DC Mini itself yeah. very much was something that, if you really think about it, is set up to kind of trigger that result. Mm-hmm. Like, you're messing with someone's head. Yeah. So, like, you're messing with something that shouldn't be messed with. Mm-hmm. 
And in doing so, you're blurring the line yeah, between you don't know what's, what's real and what's happen. fake. Yeah. Like, you even see that, like, throughout the film where it's just like, wait, are they still in a... Oh, oh, they're back in reality. Like, that's exactly the whole thing. Is yeah. that, like, there's a, such a fragile line between reality and dreaming. Yeah. And it's hard to tell throughout the film, and they do a really good job. Yeah, it was... So, what we have is um, this company that created this tool, the DC Mini, what you, which is this thing you affix to, to behind your ear, and it connects into your head, and then it mm-hmm. connects into the therapist's head. They, they have their own device. Yeah. So, then that therapist can kind of go into your dreams with you, and will actively, like, an, analyze them with you. Uh-huh. And the guy who made it, um, his whole thing was, like, it, dreams are fantastical. Like, dreams... He was like, dreams are fun. They're... You know, it's it's a... It's the only place you go by yourself, and you will only ever understand it because you can't really explain that to anyone else. Yeah. And he's like, how? Because he's very jovial. Yeah. <laughs> he's like this big guy who's just like super just young, um, like immature, but in- insanely smart and just like, um, I'm blinking on what the word would be, uh, but he's just very happy. And so he's like, wouldn't it be really fun if like you could take your friends? In mm-hmm. your dreams. Like, we can go hang out. And then there's uh, uh, the detective, uh, Konikawa, I believe, and he says, uh, and you can also, like, help victims and, and people with mental illness. Yeah. And, like, trauma. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's an added bonus. <laughs> he's yeah, like, so we cool found that, that and that was happen. cool. Yeah. And so what we have is this rogue um, therapist who has taken the DC Mini, um, even though it's not out in the public yet and is actively helping people who have trauma or experiencing something through their dreams. And she is portrayed in the dreams as Paprika, who's this like fun, um, just like kind of spunky girl. Yeah. As opposed to her in real life, who's just like this very stoic, very businesslike woman. Yeah. And I mean, I know you personally haven't played Persona 5, Gabe. No. But it was very, or maybe Persona 5 is inspired by this, where it's just like the idea that there is a different version of yourself that exists within your subconscious, and it's like not able to be accessed unless like special circumstances are taking place. And that like people can create these false Mm-hmm. realities within like their dreams or desires that like live underneath their skin is kind of like what persona is about yeah and i just saw a lot of similar themes in that where it's like you have this alter ego that's really powerful and like kicking butt taking names you know what i mean like paprika versus yeah. i forget her name i forget her as but well. it's okay um <laughs> the main character uh and then you also have like these altered personas that are like really destructive like the oh i don't want to spoil it yeah well so there's but there's a villain and like the villains uh kind of like idea of what the world should be it was like very disturbing yeah and i think like um chiba atsuko was her name atsuko uh it was what was really interesting to me was that continually there is this very, very vague line between reality and the in the dreams. Mm-hmm. Because some, like, sometimes you're like, okay, this is obviously a dream, because mm-hmm. there'd be, like, these really outrageous things happening. But other times it would, like, mimic reality. Like, she's, like, mm-hmm. investigating the house, and she, like, went into this... <laughs> she went through this door, and all of a sudden she's, like, at an amusement park. Like, she comes out of the thing. But it yeah. was such an easy enough and believable transition that I was like, it could be that he lives right in front of, like, an abandoned amusement park. Yeah. Right? And then, like... 
it just does really great um, animation work with like being very trippy and like yeah. a distorting reality. Um, and on top of that, it was super, super freaky. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of dolls in it. Oh, for sure. It <laughs> so really plays into the doll fear. Yeah, there's so many. And it's like everyone's face is on a thing that shouldn't be there and everyone's kind of haunting and we're all trying to figure out where we are. You get um, attacked by your own <laughs> face. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it, and it's pretty fun. And I, it was like, I was watching it. I was like, what is happening? Like who pitched this and was like, this is what, this is what we're going to do. It's this weird dream I had and we're going to make it happen. And then they have yeah. the amazing ability to do so. Um, and then on top of like the fact that there's a fear that someone has stolen the DC minis and therefore is causing chaos and is using the DC minis to penetrate people's brains and during awake state, like yeah. when they're awake. Cause there's no be. difference between the way the blippity bloops happen in your brain <laughs> when you're sleeping and when you're awake. Yeah. So you and can do the that. Machine knows that world. <laughs> yeah. So it's very, the very likely animated. that that would happen. So, um, <laughs> thriller. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, that's happening. And then on the back end of that, we do have Paprika, who is just doing her job and is yeah. trying to help this um, detective, um, who's actually, it's uh, Kagawa, is his, his name. Yes. And so he has this reoccurring dream, and he's running in the in this hallway. It's very Inception-y. Yeah. And so, like, working through this dream, and she, like, asks him questions, and he gets really upset. And, like, throughout the whole film, like, they'll pop back in and he'll get upset again. Um, and it it ends up turning, like, as he asks himself those questions and really digs into them and kind of tricks himself into thinking about them, he discovers, like, his own past trauma yeah. and what he was and, repressing. And gains, like, a good amount of closure, which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, it has a really interesting, like, ending, like, battle. Uh, it has really fun music in it it's beautiful it's like so many colors and like excitement for something you know um that i really wasn't i i didn't know what i was gonna get when i when i got in here and i was pleasantly surprised yeah i would agree it was a very good film (laughs) i feel like it was really smart and i wish i like if we wish in life we had more time to unpack this topic just because it was really cool and i feel like it could we could talk about it again one day yeah nightmares point three yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, dreams and nightmares and, like, your sleep state and what happens when you're sleeping and all the different disorders people have. Me. Like, yeah, that is, like, those are so many different. Like, even when we were doing this, I was like, oh, my gosh, we could do another one where we do this instead. And, like, oh, we could do this one where we talk about, like, astral projecting and all this yes. other stuff. Like, I do think we'll do more. And this was, like... This is a really cool interpretation of dreams that I didn't think we were going to do in an episode on our podcast about dreams. So yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised, and I, I like that we did that. Yeah. Hi, kudos to us. Uh, we watched another thing, though. We did. We watched uh, Before I Wake from 2016 by... Our makes boy everything Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Our boy. So, <laughs> is he our boy? He is, because he's always... Uh, this is, like, episode like doing five that we've done... <laughs> One of his one of his films, That's and true. it's always like we learn afterwards. We're like, ah, Mikey, Mikey, there you are, Mikey. Everyone's like Mike, except it's all the same Mike. I'm gonna we have didn't to know flag it. him. I'm gonna tweet yeah. at you. 
So a couple adopts an orphaned child whose dreams and nightmares manifest physically as he sleeps. I thought it said a couple idiots. (laughs) And I was like, that's not nice. Uh, (laughs) They're dealing with a lot. They should be nice. Yeah. So we have a couple who have... uh, So this is a, a film on Netflix... We may or may not spoil things, uh, but this is a couple that has experienced trauma and as a way of coping, I guess, wants a child. And I don't know if that was what should have been. Yeah, I, I'd say it's a questionable route yeah. considering how soon after they underwent this. And I, they really did not give enough details as to how it happened. Yeah. Um, where it was like, you kind of don't know if they had at any point endangered their previous yeah. child. Yeah. But, I mean, you're going to assume no and go along for the ride. Yeah. So, it was... But it's also, like, it is a question. So, for, <clears throat> like, a social worker, she was like, I picked him specifically for you because of what you went through. Which is, like, that's not a thing that people usually do as a social worker. Like, usually... Like, if you've lost a child, like, you're kind of on a... And especially from, like, a situation like that, you're kind of less likely to be able to adopt or foster another one for a while because they would want to, like, m- like monitor you. Yeah, they want to make like sure. You have to, like, you probably would have to go to court to be like, I'm allowed. And I, so that just seemed really unlikely. Um, I had just listened to, like, a podcast about, like... Um, some woman who was, like, adopting out kids. And it was wild. Uh, I think it really depends on where you are in the country, too, because mm-hmm. there's, there's different states that are stricter about, like, the regulations surrounding yeah. it and others that aren't. But we also know how Mikey is about his researching uh, on topics before a film, which That's is to true. say not really at all. Um, but in this case, he uh, we have this kid who has been through quite a few families. Yeah. Um, and then the beginning, like, the first scene is, like, one of his his foster parents is like gonna shoot him yeah he's he's this cute little boy and then we just cut to like you know something else has happened in the house but uh he gets in here he's super sweet it's revealed that that family lost their son um and then he has like a secret stash of like um coffee and energy drinks and like other pills that keep you awake yep because he doesn't like to sleep and um, they're like, you need to sleep, though, kid. Yeah. Like, I'm enough of a parent that I know this. Like, so they um, want to make sure that he sleeps. Yeah, which it's like, you, arguably, like, their responsibility is as new parents. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, in no way was, like, she um, discovers it, the, the new mom discovers that, and then you know, like, takes that stuff away, and she feels guilty Uh because she feels like she's trespassing, which is, like, I do think there should have been more conversation about it, right? Because, like, if a kid has that extensive of a stash to stay awake... He had stimulants. Yeah, so it's, like, you must have... Like, I would have been, like, he needs to go to a sleep study. Like, I would have been, like, he needs to go to therapy. Because someone gave him these. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or even beyond that, it's, like, something is happening, and, like, maybe he has night terrors. Yeah. Like, I feel like she didn't ask enough questions. Yeah. She was just like, I'll take away your entire very, like, rugged stash here. Yeah. And he didn't ask him really why. No. Um, and kind of dismissed him, which is like a parent's thing, right? Um, but it turns out that when he dreams, uh, 
whatever he's dreaming of comes alive, which is also weird because like our dreams are not like that. We can't really like control them in that way. Like there's the odds of him dreaming of butterflies that often is very rare. They always start with butterflies. Yeah. That's what it's up. Yeah. That's wild. I just, that's the part where I was just like, okay, what about like a normal dream? Like we're not going to end up in the classroom. Yeah. It was strange that like the dreams are so repetitive and like that they were things that they wanted not yeah. that he wanted yeah you We're can't like, control he's those. very young i feel like his dreams and i mean like arguably it's like you can't control them that's why he just dreamed that the little boy existed yeah he saw the photo because he was staring at it uh-huh. so i could see that happening but like there should have just been like maybe a little bit more variety mm-hmm. but yeah. it's hard to do um but obviously well, like, it's cgi this... right well it was like it was a weird like technical stuff happening yeah. but it was like you know you have this mother who's still in pain so she like uses this poor little boy because she doesn't like she doesn't know him it's been like three days she doesn't care for this boy yet yeah that's not how that works and yeah it was weird um i don't think it was like <laughs> awful yeah i don't think it was a bad movie i definitely thought it had its ups and downs yeah i, I didn't regret watching it but yeah i was like okay yeah i did it yeah, like, it was it was decent. I don't think it was bad. I don't think anything was terribly problematic. I thought it was just there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Jeff described. Like, it wasn't great, but it was there. Yeah. And it was okay. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's dealing with dreams is weird. And, like, he has this one monster, the crank, crank, the canker man, man, who, you know, is after them. And then there's an ending that was really sweet. We won't tell you what it was. Um, but I thought that was really I thought cool that was good. how they did yeah. that. There was a good explanation of why, like, kids, like, the way that kids' brains work. Yeah. And how they interpret information that's given to them. And if they had miraculous powers like this, that that would be very likely. Like how it would get twisted. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like a, a game of telephone and stuff. And I thought it was interesting. And that part I was like, okay, all right. All right, Mikey. Yeah, that part was cool. Yeah. The ending outside of that, like, surrounding that time period before they did the explanation. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I thought, like, the explanation at the end was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I like that she kind of got it. I like that Mm -hmm. the mom got it and she figured it out and that she became a mom. And And I do like that it became this thing where she was like, I'm a mom and I need a son and here you are. Yeah. And that was cute. Um, yeah. Yeah, the fire was good. Okay. Feelings. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, I said feelings. Let's talk about feelings. Okay. So if you like it, we're definitely in the Matrix. We're 100%. You can't tell me we're not. <laughs> there's not enough evidence to suggest. I mean, I could tell you. You just can choose whether or not to believe me. Well, yeah, there's just not enough evidence to say we're 100% not okay. in the Matrix. So. And if you don't like it, it's everything is a penis. Because uh, that's a Freud thought. Sigma Freud. <laughs> that's what he says. Uh, so on the topics of, like, dreams and reality and... And the very thin line between them. Yeah, that's my bread and butter, man. That's my whole life. <laughs> yeah. There were so many true. times where I was like, is did this that real? real or... <laughs> did I say, I do that to you all the time. Like, did I ask you this question or was that a dream? 
Yeah. And it's <laughs> and also just, like, what? Yeah, I just, there's so many conversations where I've had with people in dreams that weren't real and then just being like, what? I already asked you this and you this have this so very specific outcome and now it's different. Or just like, yeah, I just, I used to like to live in my dreams more than reality. Oh, there yeah. was a period of life Same. where that was, I just wanted to go home and sleep because I was like, mm-hmm. my dreams are so cool. Yeah. And like the whole narcolepsy thing is like REM sleep. That's all I did was dream. I lived two days. That's why I was so tired. Yeah. My brain was blooping and blooping all night. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. I liked, I like dreams. I think it's the matrix. I always think that like, you know, the question of like, is this all a dream? And not even just the matrix, right? Like this could be any kind of simulation. We're someone else's dream, man. Yeah, yeah we could be anything. Someone else goes to bed and is like, you know what? I wish I had a dream about being in this really cool podcast mm-hmm. with our dope chick, Gabe. Yeah. And now look, here yeah. we are. And I think like, whenever I think that, I'm always like, well, one, this software is super rude. To give me, and like, I was like, we make up our own reality. I was like, well, I'm rude as all get out and I need to, yeah, I need to chill out. It's heavily about perspective, honestly. And we are rude to ourselves, I think, as people. Yeah. Like, we're very hard on ourselves and it's very hard for us to like. I was like, let me give me this real hard life and then deal with it. Um, But also, like, I think if I have the choice of waking up like blue pill or, or I mean, like red pill or staying in the, the simulation blue pill uh i think that's what it was i think i would probably stay same i don't really like i don't like what so what you know yeah it's okay like what am i doing here that's any different like so what if i'm like if i'm fueling some robots or some aliens yeah (laughs) yeah i don't want to wake up in that world that sounds like like worse that That sounds worse you know like we we you breed animals to eat them all the time get over yourself you're not that cool. And I mean, this seems way cooler than that, like, really, like, punk goth world. I don't know if I can wear that much leather, <laughs> Yeah, first true. of all. Yeah, and there's only, like, five other humans alive. Please. I'd rather live in my simulation. then everyone you love goes off and dies, like. Yeah. It's rude. It'd be worse if it was the Truman Show. Because then it's like, oh, this was all That alive, would be messed up. That's just I want to put a statement out, y'all. Okay. If I am in the Truman Show, that show haunted me. Yeah. That show haunted me. I yeah. watched it over and over again so I could understand every section of that movie in the off chance I had to evaluate my surroundings. <laughs> oh, no. If I'm in the Truman Show, I'm never forgiving any of you. Yeah. This is the end. There's no after. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine, all of you. Yeah. And this is over You've now. seen me act. So, you know, I'm go about this. outside of this world, <laughs> go to the other world and be like, what? Yeah, I got a new one now. I'm not staying in the Truman Show. I will stay in the Matrix. It's <laughs> yeah. different. One's my creation. Yeah. The, the other is like just other people, people looking at you and laughing at you. Yeah, I don't like it. That's not nice. Yeah. Weird <laughs> science experiment. So uh, what about for the film Paprika? Oh, I thought it was dope. Yeah. Oh, we're 100% in the Matrix. Yeah. I, I wish, like, because there were a lot of articles written about it, and I wanted to, like, dive into it and kind of, like, it, it's really saying something. I feel like it's a smart movie. Yeah. I feel like it's trying to tell us something, and I'm, like, excited to look at it later and be like, dang, I wish we talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I so think So if anyone there's... wants to talk about it later, let me know. <laughs> I'm down. I'm here. Absolutely. I think, like, it's... It... It is a classic, right? It's one that people really enjoy. And it does a thing where 
you know, I feel like the way that Ghost in the Shell is very impactful for people, mm-hmm. right? In that we don't really have to explain a lot, but we're still saying a lot. Yeah. And just like, and that's kind of like a thing that like Japanese does, like Japanese like film. Right? Yeah. Like even when we were dissecting it, like with the grudge and the ring, like they don't say much. Like yeah. they, they just give you show. just enough. They yeah. show you what Whereas America to has to like over like explain. And at the end, it was this person the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And this for is these everything. reasons, this is the trauma that impacted their life that made them this way. <laughs> and you're just like, oh. Cool. That's why I don't get jokes. I blame America. Yeah. Did they I, explain this stuff to me? Because you have to over-explain? No, no, I don't know. Yeah, I think it it, it, it was, you know, explaining away um, our fear of technology, yeah. our fear of reality, and the merging of the two, how yeah. susceptible we are to that. Um, it, it, it's how wonderful it would be to have just, like, a machine that would help people do that, but also, like, the how dangerous dangerous it is to be in the wrong hands um and i think that's really cool because it it doesn't have to over explain and even in times when it was it was still like very vague yeah (laughs) in its explanation so you had to be like wait what what did we just say um (laughs) and i i I would enjoy watching this again and with a group of people to experience the absurdity of it yeah it would be cool to watch with a group i definitely agree with you it's super fun um i enjoyed it i liked the ending i thought it was cute I was, like, getting into it, and now I'm a nightmare detective, so. Yeah. Uh, what about Before I Wake? I'm in, like, a solid middle space. So not everything's a penis. <laughs> but, like, there's definitely some penises up in this matrix. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how <laughs> okay. it gets around that with this with arrangement. Your, your judgment. Yeah. Like, it was Okay. I'm I'm happy we watched it because it was on my list and I was like, I did, it looks cute and what and if your dreams cute. are real? <laughs> um, I was just really mad at the mom lady because I was like, this poor boy, he didn't ask for that. Like I just felt like no one understood him. Yeah, but and, I mean, like, no honestly, one stopped to try. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, yeah, it's a pretty accurate portrayal yeah. of what it is to be a kid. Mm-hmm. Like no one is, no one's thinking your dreams are real. Yeah, <laughs> but even there. besides that, just like if you if you take out the that factor, like if if the dreams really weren't real, like and it's just a kid who has trauma, like no one tried, and I get it because yeah. he's in the foster system. But even like the social worker, she was like, "He's my favorite," but she knew nothing. Yeah, how'd she even not know? Like, ugh, made me so sad. And he was so nice. He was such a nice kid to go through so much, and I was like, yeah. I feel like he was really really good. And I, I don't know. I feel like he would have been a little more rough around the edges by then. That's like his I mean, fourth yeah, family. And it's definitely possible. I also think it's tough that, like, I, I think it's problematic that the mom's file wasn't in the mm-hmm. file. Yeah. Like, there should have been briefing. Yeah. Of what he's been through when he, they're giving, because then we would have reached the conclusion. Yeah. Quicker. Yeah. Which is why it's a movie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I can still be mad about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was dreams, right? That, yeah, we well, have them. You have them. I don't anymore. Really, sweet dreams are made uh, of these. Yeah, I mm, don't. Who am I to just take medicine? About. I don't take them anymore. I don't have that. Yeah, my dreams were once made of these, but now they're. <laughs> Cat, you're my dream. Oh, babe, come true. Aw, <laughs> we're cute. Oh, it's a matrix. Oh, <laughs> we're cute in the matrix. We would never leave each other. That's true. Don't leave it behind in the matrix. 
I would never. Okay. With these lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe your lungs work out there. I don't think they do. It's not worth a try. It's You've not, been in it's a, a tube for a long time. Your body does not work. It would take a long time for you to learn how to walk. Yeah, it's not worth the risk. <laughs> not just going to know how to do I'm that. I'm also pretty happy in here, so. Yeah. You're like, no, there's no way any of them would have muscles. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was our episode on, on dreams. Yeah, thank you for staying on this long ride. Yeah, with us. We apologize us again for being sick. sick. I hope it was sultry and not yeah. irritating. This is for you. Yeah. Uh, and if you liked it, please drop us a rating and a like on iTunes because we appreciate it and it would make this illness better. And also, if this is the first episode that you are tuning into... We don't sound like this usually. We do not sound like this all the time. And I'd argue we are a little more eloquent and factual. Yeah. But today... Our brains are not working. We right. got it. We were trying for you. But if if this is the only episode you heard, please listen to another one before you drop one. a rating on iTunes. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I do feel like right now this is a little like ASMR. Yeah, we're really doing something. So just this. give us a rating. I don't know what that means. I hope you sweet dream of us later. <laughs>